The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday, right here on the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, and of course, around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com on the internet. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Welcome to Friday, my friends. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful day today. It is going to be an absolute, it's one of those soft mornings where the sky is just, you know, kind of that pale blue and this, it's, it's going to be beautiful. It is going to be a beautiful day for you. And it's Friday on top of everything else. It's Friday. Stand by for news. Yes, my friends, it is absolutely gorgeous and i'm happy to be here with you so thank you for coming in and joining us on this uh on this uh, firearms friday firearms friday <clears throat> is a uh, is a creation here of the show where we decided that um since firearms are a big hot button topic of mine and um my previous boss who <laughs> He's like, could you just like talk about the gun stuff on like one day? I mean, you talk about this gun stuff all throughout the week and it's just, you know, nobody cares. Nobody cares. So could you just, you know, if you're going to do it, could you just, you know, make it one day a week? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I did. Um, ironically enough, that same boss is now like, uh, asking me advice on which AR to buy. And, uh, and, uh, yes, yes, we converted him. We converted him to, uh, to, to a gun, to part of the gun culture. Uh, and now he asked me, I mean, that's 15 years ago. So just what a, what a difference a few days makes, right? Uh, what it's all said and done, but that's really where firearms Friday came from. Uh, we're consolidating all the stories from one week and and everything that's happening down into a single day. And we're here to talk about the issues that surround the firearm. We're, we're trying to, um, as always, entertain, educate, and enlighten, right, uh, uh, about stuff. But in this case, instead of, uh, instead of state politics, we're focusing specifically on on the uh, on the issues surrounding the Second Amendment and gun rights. Now, part of that comes from wanting to kind of um, you know counteract some of the things that we see in the news media. 
And in those, uh, it, you know, in in folks out there who make a living in, oh, well, I guess I wouldn't say they make a living in living in deception, but they, you know, what they have a passing acquaintance with deception, or at least laziness. Uh, a lot of the reporting that we see uh, in this day and age, especially surrounding firearms, um, has a, a healthy dose of laziness uh, kind of draped into it. Because their reporting is lackluster. I mean, the only other thing you can you can take away from a lot of the reporting on firearms by the mainstream media is that either one, <clears throat> they're doing it all on purpose, okay, or two, they're just lazy. Now, I like to think of of those two of those two possibilities that probably. I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and just think that they're just lazy. They just, they don't, you know, they're not looking for it. Now, there's other things that are informed in there as well, because if, uh, you know, if they weren't lazy, they would work harder to, one, educate themselves on the issue that they're reporting about, finding out all the facts and the details and describing and discovering the terminology and, and how things actually work, what the laws actually say, what the firearms are actually about, um, but there's a second part of that as well, that the editorial departments and the powers that be aren't holding them to account on that, right? I mean, it is it, they aren't holding them to account to say, hey, Johnny, this was pretty – where's the other side on this, right? Where's your, where's your non-bias? Where's your equitability in reporting? Where's the other side of this argument? Um, and you could see that by not holding their journalists accountable, they basically give a wink and a nod to the journalists to go ahead and continue with this lazy kind of reporting on uh, on a lot of these issues. And so, <clears throat> thus, Firearms Friday was born. That's what we're all about. Now, yes, we are just one little radio show in one little state. Um, but there are many other shows across the country that deal uh, with this, and we're just we're just one of them. We are just one of them trying to, you know, trying to help. Um, this show is not dedicated uh, to uh, you, the gun listener. I mean, I hate to say that, but you know, you, you guys are already you guys are already on board. I mean, you, you, if you're already part of the gun culture, congratulations and welcome. Uh, but this show is really kind of dedicated to answering questions and to finding those out there who are gun curious. Just like my boss, who used to complain about all the different stuff that we talked about all the time and who is now firmly in the pro-gun uh, camp and, uh, and, like I said, now asks me for advice on you know, whens and wheres and purchases and everything else, right? So it, uh, it, 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 that's what this show is really uh, uh, about. So what is Firearms Friday? Well, we cover the news. We cover everything that's happening. We talk about gun laws. We talk about, um, you know, practical, practical and tactical gun advice. Like if, uh, you know, you want to, uh, you've decided that you want to go forth armed and you want to, uh, you know, carry concealed. We offer advice on that. Not that not that everything that I say, I mean, I'm not the end all be all of uh, of gun advice. I know quite a few things. 
I also have the smartest listeners in the world, so if I don't know the answer to it, somebody else does out there. And I have a black belt in Google, so I can also probably find it for you if you don't have the uh, – my Google foo is strong. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out uh, and talk about it today. But one of the highlights of Firearms Friday is the fact that we get to talk with you. Now, I have no guests today. Uh, sometimes I'm full up on guests and sometimes I'm not. Today, no guests today. And that means that we get a chance to talk about um, whatever it is that you want to talk about, as long as it's related to the Second Amendment, right? We open up the phone lines. It's what we call gun Q&A, where there is no such thing as a dumb gun question. No such thing. Uh, I mean, I could have answered it a million times before, um, uh, and I will answer it again because that is my mission and my calling, is to educate people on the Second Amendment and, uh, and, and gun rights and, and as the laws as I see them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that somewhere out there amongst my listening audience is somebody right now who has been rolling their eyes and are like, oh, he's going to talk about guns again, and I really don't care about guns. I mean, I'm I'm not against guns, but I'm not really for it. And every Friday, all he does is talk about it. But I hope you're still listening. And then at some point, um, at some point during the show, you might call in and be like, okay, so explain to me this or explain to me that about firearms. I would love to hear what you have to say. Um, and, uh, and like I said, give that practical advice that, uh, any advice that I can on those things and talk about it. That is the fun part of firearms Friday. Um, I spoke a couple months ago about the only real instance, uh, that although this show is not really dedicated to the current gun owner or gun culture member, that, um, you know, it's it's dedicated more towards those people who are maybe in the middle. I, I don't really have much hope of converting um, a rabidly anti-gun person to the gun crowd. Uh, but it has happened one time that I'm aware of. So I know that uh, in all this time that we've been doing it, 15 years now, going on 15 years of Firearms Friday, um, that maybe, just maybe... Somebody is out there who uh, who uh, who wants to you know who is who is anti-gun, but maybe my arguments or my discussions or my fact uh, reporting is uh, persuasive, and they did in fact become members of the gun culture, which uh, got to admit felt pretty good when that happened. That was about uh, I guess it was about five years ago, four years ago that that happened. And uh, I got to say, I walked out of the studio that day feeling pretty darn good about myself. So, all right, before we get to the phones, and I'm going to open up the phone lines here in just a minute. I've already got one call on hold, so they'll have to hold on there for a second. I'm going to cover some of the stories that we're going to be diving into today and uh, give you a give you a tease, as it were, uh, for what is coming up. 
One of the big stories for today is, of course, H.R. 1808, which is the new House assault weapons ban. Uh, now, it was being reported late yesterday that um, the uh, that H.R. 1808 was pulled from the House Rules Committee calendar. Uh, and then it can be reviewed by lawmakers once they return from their August recess. Uh, but some shenanigans went on late yesterday that may have changed the whole structure of this whole thing. Uh, this new assault weapons ban, of course, has been a hot topic around uh, Washington uh, for the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's got its uh, it's you know it's got a lot of things going on with it. But last night. Uh, House Speaker, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, kind of changed the rules. She kind of – there was some manipulation going on. We're going to get into that and tell you uh, about that as well. We'll also tell you about how by going over this and really focusing on this, the Democrats have accidentally proven just exactly how popular an AR-15 uh, really is, Right. Remember that was one of the that was one of the uh, the conditions um, that uh, was set up in Heller uh, was uh, the whole common use thing, um, and of course the more that uh, the more that uh, number of people that own a specific type of firearm, the more likely it is to be held in common use, and they have uh, they have just accidentally proven exactly how popular. AR-15s are, and the fact that there are more and more today than ever before, and that that uh, that, that that means that there are more lawful, law-abiding citizens who have done nothing wrong with their AR-15s. Uh, so we'll cover that. Also, the fact that there seems to be some shenanigans going on with uh, with uh, with the government and UPS and others, uh, and the way that they're treating certain gun. Uh, um, Manufacturers, shippers, wholesalers, ammunition distribution. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll talk about the freak out or read that's going on over SIG's uh, brand new uh, military rifle having a civilian variant, a civilian cousin that they're now starting to sell to people and how that's also freaking out uh, the government and uh, more. Oh, and uh, Disney and Hulu. Uh, they, they, we're gonna we'll get into this, but and I don't know if Willie and I will talk about it. We may not have time, but uh, we will talk a little bit about Hulu, who basically said they weren't going to run ads for gun control, uh, which just absolutely freaked the left out and started them slathering at the bit, and they they lost their minds. Uh, they're gonna boycott Hulu. They're gonna do everything else. Well, Disney stepped in and. Uh, now there's going to be some changes, but I anyway, there's a whole thing going on about how the which I don't even care about because I don't subscribe to any service that has ads in it. I mean, I I do that because I don't want the ads, right? Anyway, so those are some of the stories we're going to cover this morning, and we're going to crack open the phone lines. Like I said, we've already got one line on hold, and we're going to get to them first things first. This hour of the program being brought to you by your friends at Satellite West. For all your communications need, whether it's satellite, cellular, VHF, or more, wherever you are in Alaska, Satellite West has got you covered. You can find out more about them at SatelliteWest.com. Phone lines now at 907-433-3150. Officially, well, I've had one call on hold already. The phones were on, but officially they are open now. 
for your phone calls. I'd love to hear what you have to say today. Let's just have a conversation. Crack open the coffee. Break out the cups. Let's sit down and talk. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is Firearms Friday. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Ooh, man, what a start today. Huh? Huh? How are you guys doing? You, 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 huh? Yes, I had a cup of coffee and a Red Bull. So what do you want? It's fine. It's Friday. Nobody needs that heart anyway. Beating a million miles a minute. Uh, let's uh, go over to the phone lines and uh, see who's there. We'll get their name and where they're calling from so that when we return to the radio, we can start off with their phone call. How about that? So let's uh, go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? My name is Honky Lee, and I'm in Wasilla, Alaska. All right, Honky, you hold the line, and I will be right back to you. You will be number one in the queue, meaning we'll start with you when we come back to the radio. So Honky Lee on the uh, phone with us right now. Uh, that leaves three lines open. If any of you would like to sound off about anything this morning, you got something you want to rant about particularly as far as gun rights or things you want to offer, advice or questions, ask. All you have to do is ask. I would love to hear from you this morning. I would love to hear what you have to say. So feel free to feel free to dive on in. Let's uh, let's get it done. Uh, let me go back to the comments here this morning and see what you guys have got to say. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just looked down at the bottom of the thing. Paul uh, from Co- morning from Kodiak. Stute still sucks. He starts off every morning with that statement. And uh, Paul, I appreciate it. I hope that you are supporting Benjamin Vincent for State House. If that is the case, if you still feel like Louis Stutes, Stukes, Louis Stutes sucks, say that three times fast. Um, I hope you're supporting Benjamin Vincent on that. All right, back through the comments this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Donna. So apparently Donna is in the chat room. I can't see her, but some people can. Um, So good morning, Terry, and good morning, Donna. My dad's in here. Jeffrey, Brian, Jim, Kathleen, Edie. Good morning, Edie. Uh, Jim says, all he says is SKS. Yes, SKS. Firearm of Champions. <laughs> oh, man. Good morning. Uh, Brian says, are you suggesting that we are irredeemably corrupt, damned to wander the earth in search of cheap ammo? <laughs> we may be damned to search for cheap ammo, but I don't think that we're irredeemably corrupt. Uh, Hunky, um, oh, he said he's going to call him and talk about his three guns. Hunky's got three guns. Well, good for you. 
Uh, Bill, uh, good morning. Um, uh, Pelosi manipulation. Real, like there, I think there was a sarcasm font in there for Terry. I, be- I believe that is <laughs> like Bill Brock says, release the Kraken. That's what he's saying right there. That's the, that's sorry. That's it. Release the Kraken. Um, all right. We can do that, Bill. Thanks so much. Um, uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, please support the, uh, the other candidate and get rid of at ease Louise. And Barbara Haney, who is shamelessly plugging her own her own candidacy for school board in the thing. That's fine. Barbara could do that. I've known Barbara for years. Barbara, I didn't know you were running for school board. Thank you so much for letting us know. Um, Barbara Haney. Oh, it's Borough Assembly. I'm sorry, not school board. Borough Assembly. It just I saw FNSB, and for some reason I thought school board. My bad. My bad. Hey, don't. Uh, don't get ahead of myself here. All I could see was one little snippet of it. So uh, Barbara Haney <clears throat> running for Borough Assembly. She's got my vote. I mean, I don't vote there, but if I did, she'd have my vote. Uh, good morning from Frosty Fairbanks. A little crisp out there this morning, huh? Yeah, it was really kind of a nice soft morning down here. I got I to gotta say, it's. Um, I'm, I'm just glad about it. Uh, just got me a 12-gauge Remington 1100 3-inch mag. The best part about it is that I got it for on trade, no cash involved. Those are the best kind of deals to get right there. Absolutely. All right, my friends, we have got to uh, flee here. We're going to jump back over to the radio, and we're going to start taking some phone calls. Hunky is up first. Let's, uh, let's get to it. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome back to uh, Hour 1 of the Michael Duke Show. It is Firearms Friday. And I have cracked open the phone lines uh, for a little bit of gun Q&A. And that's just kind of any discussion that centers or revolves around firearms in the Second Amendment. We have uh, one uh, person on hold right now. This is Hunky Lee. Calling in from Wasilla, Hunky, I believe, is also an independent right uh, candidate for uh, uh, for uh, the I think the Senate, if I'm not mistaken. He'll tell us here in just a second when we bring him on. Good morning, sir. What uh, what's going on? Yes, sir, Mr. Michael Dukes. Finally, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What uh, what's on your mind today? Yeah, hello, cousin, just ladies and gentlemen. In Alaska, my name is Hong Kili. I'm running for U.S. Senate as an independent Alaskan, and I have three guns. And uh, uh, so would you let me talk about my three guns? Sure, talk about your three guns. Okay. So, right, I mean, right now in Alaska, I have a single-action revival, the C-57, of course, comparable with the 30 Special, and also double action uh, revival, and also I have a pistol which is a uh, forty forty that's the caliber. Yeah, that's the only three guns I have for now. 
So just so just pistols for now, uh, single action and a double action and an automatic 40 millimeter or 40 uh, caliber automatic, right? Yeah, it's a pistol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I mean, it sounds like you have discovered the joys of exercising your Second Amendment rights. Um, are you just focused on pistols, or are you moving over to uh, rifles? Are you what? Uh, what you know? What's your what's your feeling and your thought on the Second Amendment, hunky? Oh, I, I'm fully in full support of Second Amendment, and uh, before I mean. I come new in Alaska. I've been in Alaska for seven years, but uh, way be, way back, uh, I was in the U.S. Army. I was in Fort Hood, Texas, and uh, back when I was in uh, Fort Hood, Texas, I used to have five guns. I had uh, not twelve, but twenty gauge shotgun in Texas. I used to used to have rifle, kind of very small caliber, like twenty-two. You know, yeah. I used I used to have five right. guns back then, like uh, including three eighty, which is like. 007 style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walther PPK, 9mm. Um, so, uh, Hunky, you, <clears throat> you've you come to Alaska. Uh, you love it here. And uh, have you gone out and done any shooting here on your own? Yes, sir. Uh, I've been to shoot. I'm a member of a shooting range in the Barchud, Barchud, and I'm a member there. And uh, I've been to Sutton. In the Machu Valley, Sutton, the shooting range. Right. And I've also been to the shooting range in Palmer. So, okay. yeah, uh, it's, it's very nice. Good. So, I, <clears throat> since you're running for Senate, let me ask you a question here real quick. I mean, where do you stand on the current gun laws that we have right now? I mean, are you familiar with the gun laws? And, and uh, you know, would you support, uh, you know, modifying, changing, repealing, uh, adding to? What's your position on the current gun laws in the U.S.? I like Alaskan gun law where it's very lax. When I was in Texas, I had to take class and uh, pass the written exam, pass the like, uh, actual shooting exam to get carry concealed gun license in Texas. Mm-hmm. But right. Alaska is an open carry state. Uh, you don't even have to take any exam. You don't have to hide your gun. Okay, so Alaska is one of three states where there was no uh, mass shooting for pe- in past 10 years. And right. we have the most lax gun law here. So I think Alaska is a great role model for all the other states when it comes to gun law. Okay. Yeah, good. No, I mean, you do have to still do all those things if you want to get a concealed carry permit in Alaska, which is uh, is not required but is optional. It does give you some benefits, including reciprocity with other states, and you can uh, bypass the NICS background check. Once you have your concealed carry permit, you can just walk in and show that, and you don't have to go through the NICS background check and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you're right, a constitutional carry state, both concealed and open. We can do both here in the United States uh, and in Alaska specifically. So that's a, that's a, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I would like to see, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see some discussion on some repealing of certain laws, including the uh, FOPA, 1986 FOPA, the, uh, the, uh, the, the GO, um, uh, uh, 1968 Gun Control Act, and uh, even maybe the uh, 1934 National Firearms Act. I'd like to see some modifications on some of those things. Uh, we're looking for somebody who would be brave enough to put those things up in front of Congress. Is that something that you would consider? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I agree with you. 100% agree with you. When, when I was in the U.S. Army back in 2009, Fort Benning, Georgia, you know, Army boot camp, like basic combat training. That's the first time I learned about guns because uh, I was born in America, Ithaca, New York, where I grew up in South, South Korea for like until 1997. Right. Well, until I was like 18, 19 years old. So in 2009, yeah, that was the first time Army boot camp in Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, I, we have the very first gun we launched is AR-15, M16, right? So semi-automatic rifle from three sergeants, and we uh, learned about gun safety, how to clear the gun, how to clean the gun. Yeah, so uh, it's about gun safety education. That's most important. Right. Well, I would agree with that. I mean, gun safety education is important. We should be teaching that to everybody, regardless of whether they um, are going to be keeping a gun or not. It, it, you know, gun safety would go a long way to solving and, and stopping some of the problems around here. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'd like to see some of those things. Well, Hunky, I appreciate you coming on board and uh, joining us uh, this morning. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Coming to America, being in the military, becoming a gun, uh, becoming a gun uh, uh, lover. Uh, I love to see all that, and I appreciate you coming on board this morning and sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you, sir. Have a blessed day. You too. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, phone lines are still open at 907-433-3150. Powered by our friends, of course, over there at Satellite West. Let's uh, <clears throat> go back over to the phones and see what else uh, is uh, on your mind this morning. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is G-Man calling from Fairbanks. Hello, G-Man. What's on your uh, What's on your mind this morning? So I spend a little time in Arizona every winter, and Mojave County, Arizona, has a law that says that the federal government cannot take their firearms away from them. Gun safe county. Right, from the city. Uh, you you mean the, the guns, they can't take the guns from the citizens of Mojave County, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, they're, it's a gun safe zone. Uh, they will fight to the death if there's any federal law enacted. The sheriff is for the people of the county they won't allow the government to come in and take firearms away i would be interested to read uh, g-man what the actual verbiage is of that because i know that most gun sanctuaries um they say you know that they're a second amendment gun sanctuary zone uh but what they normally say in their in the laws that are passed is that they will not enforce any federal law inside the usually a county they will not enforce any federal law inside the county and that the local law enforcement will not cooperate. And in fact, they will hinder or arrest any federal agent that attempts to come in and, uh, uh, and do some of those things. Is that kind of what the verbiage of this law says or what is it? What's the what's the background here? I'm not educated on the law, but yes, that kind of sounds what it's what it what it is. I mean, you interview a lot of legislators and on your show and you should ask them those questions if they would go to that in the whole state um i'd like to see that in the whole state a gun safe sanctuary state of alaska yeah no um we have worked in the past about 10 12 years ago we tried to get a um uh, we tried to make uh, Alaska a sanctuary state. Um, we actually, the Alaska Firearms Freedom Act, uh, I had a hand in writing that. 
Um, and, and then it got passed at a very watered-down version once it was in the legislature. But, yeah, we have attempted that in the past. Alaska is a little different because, uh, again, we have boroughs and not counties, and the boroughs have no um, – there's no sheriffs, right? So there's no policing power inherent in the boroughs unless you're like a first-class municipality like Anchorage or Juneau. Most of the other boroughs in the state <clears throat> have no policing powers. And so it's a little bit of a different structure here than it is down in uh, the lower 48 because we don't have a county sheriff to stand there as a shield against any kind of federal overreach. So it makes it a little more difficult. Uh, but we have been discussing, and I know that there are several, uh, uh, there, several of the boroughs have basically put out some, you know, some form of, uh, of, ordinance or whatever that basically mimics some of that. But if you don't have a policing force to uh, to protect you from it, then it, it, it becomes a little bit more difficult. But it is something that we have uh, worked on a little bit, uh, G-Man. Well, thanks for the show, and um, we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for coming on board and joining us this morning. We appreciate it. That leaves uh, all four lines open. If you would like to uh, call in this morning and talk about uh, any of those things, uh, specifically if you have questions or you are, again, not pro-gun and want to, um, you know, to talk about things or, or get some things answered from the pro-gun point of view, um, again, this show is dedicated and designed to talk to people who are kind of in the middle, in the no man's land of you're not pro-gun, you're not anti-gun, you're, you know, maybe you're slightly anti-gun or you're maybe you're gun curious. That's what this uh, show is about and answering those questions to the best of our abilities and to having polite conversations about maybe any disagreements that we may have about that. I love to do that as well. I love to love to have a little debate going on. So if you feel like it, you can always dial us up again, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. We're coming up on the break, and so we're going to take that break and then come back for more um, uh, come, coming back for more uh, comments. You can also drop me an email if you've got a question or a comment, me at michaeldukeshow.com, M-E at michaeldukeshow.com. We're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna take that break. And when we come back, we'll have more phone calls. We'll have some headlines. We'll have more. Willie Waffles going to be joining us at the end of the show today, doing our entertainment news. We will be back in just a moment. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It's the Michael Duke Show, and it is Firearms Friday. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Okay. Yes, Alaska does have more guns per capita than any other state in the nation. And in fact, the Fairbanks North Star Borough, I think, tops the list as a a per capita with county and borough and Although I'm pretty sure that probably the Matsu is not not too far behind uh, on that one. But overall, yes, we are a, I mean, this is a huge deal. Um, let's go over to the telephones here, and I want to um, 
get the name and location from the next caller who we will take and start with uh, right after we come back from the commercial break. But let's figure out who it is. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? My name's Webb. I'm calling from Anchor Point. Okay, Webb, will you hold the line, please? We'll be right back to you. You will be first up in the queue when we re- when we return. So don't go anywhere. We'll be uh, we'll be right back to you. <clears throat> That's Webb from. Why did it not take? Come on, it it, it wouldn't. It didn't uh, do my. It didn't point. Boink. There we go. <laughs> they, they changed some of the interface here, and it's like. I got to write people's names down, otherwise I will forget in the four minutes of the commercial break because I got a bunch of other things on my mind. Um, um, If the Matsu is behind, it's because of the number of guns lost to boating accidents in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. There's been an inordinate amount of boating accidents in Fairbanks. I don't know why. I just don't know why. Uh, we have more bears, moose, caribou, seals, geese. You don't get them by running after them with a fork, plate, and a spoon. That's true. I mean, that is 100% true. Although, I will point out that the Second Amendment is not about hunting. That is the fringe element of it. The Second Amendment is about holding government accountable and making sure that we don't slide into tyranny. And, in fact, the Second Amendment has been that implicit threat against government overreach uh, to which many politicians have ground their teeth. I guarantee you that. How many chocolate donuts or sprinkles on top can you put on a long rifle? Well, that's a question that um, begs to be answered. It depends on how long the rifle is, how small the donuts are, and how hungry you are. That's that's kind of the whole thing. Russia should really think twice before attempting to take Alaska. You had to laugh when they put that up on billboards around Russia where they were going to take Alaska back. I mean, that's, you know, this it, it, it just it cracks me up when you think about it. I mean, really? I mean, re- I mean, in Ukraine, they had to ship in a bunch of arms to arm the citizenry and Alaska. They're already pretty much taken care of. Right. <laughs> this is not a big deal. I mean, yeah. Uh, Chris says, we need a firearms Friday that is dedicated to boat safety. Everybody losing their guns. This would be a real public service. <laughs> that is a good question. That is a good question. We could we could host that for sure. Um, all right. <clears throat> uh, when we have the con-con, one of the things we need are sheriffs. I don't know about that, Terry. I mean, I, I know we've talked about it um, in the past, um, I know that I, I discussed it with a couple of the framers of the Constitution here 10, 12 years ago. Um, and I'm kind of torn on it. On the one hand, yes, I think it would be nice to have like a sheriff situation. Uh, but at, this, at the same time, it also injects politics into law enforcement uh, even more than it already is. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you got to think that all the taxpayers in those boroughs all of a sudden would now um, be on the hook for creating a whole new department. There would be a whole new level of overhead and and costs involved. Um, Not every it wouldn't be automatic. The boroughs would still have to vote themselves policing powers, which they don't have the ability to do really uh, right now, um, unless they're a first class borough. But. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, I have to I have to, think, I have to think about that. I have to give that one some thought. But if you were going to do it, that really would be the only the only place in time to do it was during the con con. Um, 
Um, let's see. Uh, that means more sheriff is just another law enforcement officer means more government, not less, says Chris. And that's that's my problem here. While I agree that it solves some problems, it also creates more on the other side and more cost and more expense and more government. Uh, we got a second caller here. Uh, let's go over here real quick and figure out who they are and where they're coming from. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi, Mike Brady from Las Vegas calling. Hey, Brady. Uh, you're going to be number two uh, in the queue this morning. Uh, I've got one ahead of you. So we'll come back to you here in a minute, and uh, we'll uh, get to your call after we get done talking to Webb. Uh, Barbara says, I'm against the sheriff idea. Seriously, not a good idea. I, again, I think it's got many flaws. There are some things it solves. There are other problems it creates. It's – we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um <clears throat> Let's, uh, I guess we're here. We're 25 seconds out. So we'll just uh, tell you to like and share the show, like and share the video, uh, do all the YouTube things. And wow, let's go. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty based, free thinking radio. Let's do this thing. Here we go. We're starting off with Web and Anchor Point. All right. Uh, continuing now, taking some phone calls. It is open line, open forum, gun Q&A, discussion, anything regarding the Second Amendment. Let's uh, get things started here, and we'll jump back to the phone lines. Webb is calling from Anchor Point, so let's go over to his phone call first things first. He held on through the break. Webb, what's on your mind this morning here on this beautiful Friday? Well, it is a beautiful Friday, but I have just a real basic question. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to get your opinion and maybe some of your listeners' opinions regarding revolvers and semi-automatic pistols. Okay. And, and preferences and why just basic ideas and thoughts about the two different kinds of uh, pistol platforms and, you know, who would prefer what and why. Let me ask. I'll take the answers out well, here. before before I let you go, Webb. Let me since you've held on for so long. Let me ask you, what do you prefer? Well, I prefer revolvers. Okay. Um, three fifty seven. Three fifty seven is my favorite caliber. There's several reasons I like revolvers, or personal carry, or a truck gun, or or. Something like that. It's uh, I know the round capacity is limited. I understand that, and but they just feel better in my hands, and they just don't fail. Right. And, <laughs> right. So there's there's that. Anyways, okay. I gotta let you go. I'll take your answers out here. Thanks. Thank you, Webb, for calling in. I appreciate it. So, I mean, revolvers have got pros and cons, uh, and automatics have pros and cons, right? As you pointed out, a revolver is pretty foolproof, especially a double action. Um, and, you know, for a variety of reasons, especially when you're teaching uh, new new uh, shooters, the revolver is simple. 
It doesn't require, you know, complexity. It doesn't require the, you know, if you're teaching female shooters, it doesn't require, you know, that hand uh, and 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 uh, that hand and strength, you know, for charging a, an automatic by having to rack the slide or anything like that. It is a pretty much simple point and shoot um, for disabled uh, shooters. You know, revolver may make more sense because you can shoot it one-handed. You 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 only have to do it again, uh, either whether you're rack whether you're cocking back the hammer or just shooting at double action. Um, I mean, it's it's in its simplicity, and there's there's some positives in that simplicity. And you're right, revolvers very rarely fail. Um, I mean, I have seen some revolvers that have failed, but more it was a mechanical failure than anything else. It wasn't simply because I didn't hold it right or I, I limp-wristed it or whatever uh, is going on, you know. Um, automatics ha- obviously have a higher capacity. Usually they have a lower profile. They're slimmer. They're easier to carry. Um, you know, they come in a, 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 a you know, a variety of flavors and, and calibers and things like that. Um, but I think more than – and they're faster to reload. Um, that's the other thing. So I think that's why you've seen over the course of years um, the you know the the u- ubiquity of the uh, of the of the automatic uh, you've seen why it's become so ubiquitous is that it is it has all those things fast reload slimmer profile uh, higher round count et cetera et cetera now I think each one has its different place if I'm going into the woods. Um, where I know that I can be crawling around in the dirt, the mud, I, you know, I've got, and I'm looking for, especially for larger calibers, because the revolver really excels at larger calibers. Um, if I'm going into the woods, then I am carrying a revolver. That I mean, that's just, you know, that, that would be my first choice. If you gave me a choice, I would carry a revolver in the woods. I carry an automatic for daily concealed carry because of all the other reasons, slimmer profile, higher round count, et cetera, et cetera. To me, all those things make sense. But I think it's personal preference. I mean, I think it's Chevy or Ford. Uh, there's pros and cons to each one. You've got to have that argument. Um, I like having more ammunition rather than less ammunition. I mean, a single fully loaded revolver versus a single fully loaded automatic, I've got at least double the round count, all right? And you'd never talk to anybody who ended up in some kind of altercation or situation where they had to use their firearm where they said, geez, I, I ended up having way too much ammunition. You never had that. Um, revolvers are, again, more reliable. Um, they can be shot from a variety of angles uh, with, uh, you know, doesn't you know, your wrist doesn't have to be, you know, rock solid so that you don't get a feed malfunction and everything else and all those things. But again, I think it's, I think it's Chevy Ford. I think I think each one is good in its way, and each one has its situational uses. Um, and I love both. I'm greedy. What can I say? I love both. I'm, I'm just greedy. Um, all right, let's go over to the phones. Uh, Brady's in Las Vegas. Brady, what's on your mind this morning? Yeah, buenos dias, Mike. Uh, Going to get some more flooding here in Vegas. That's kind of odd. You might not always hear that coming from uh, Vegas. But anyways... I, I bought this gun, one of my first deer rifles that I ever used that I took a deer with. Quiet, Domino. I took a deer with it, and it was an SKS. I was probably one of the first people that you know that was uh, took their first deer with an SKS. And in that manual that came with the SKS, the Chinese model, the 762x39, it said, uh, this is also used 
with concentrated fire with troops to take out low-flying enemy aircraft. And this is where I'm kind of going with this. I hear Pelosi might be flying into Taiwan. I'm wondering if China is going to do any uh, concentrated air fire on her plane going. I I don't think that I don't think that China is going to uh, do something so overt to an American political figure, Brady. I think that that would be. Uh, I think it would be hard pressed to see something like that uh, that happen. Uh, I think uh, when it's state on state action like that, when it's government on government action, I would say that probably it's uh, it, it would be much more lower profile than a bunch of uh, Chinese troops standing out there with SKSs doing anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's that's just that's that's my that's my hot take on it. Um, all right, well, huh? Uh, one quick thing too, you were, you were you're talking about like the older people and a gun that they should, I recommend. I would recommend the AK-47 pistol, and then you take two 30-round magazines, you put them side by side, you put a little spacer in them, and then you can mount it to the elderly people's wheelchair or their walker. Jeez. <laughs> See now, I know you're just messing with me, my friend. That's uh, that's uh, you know, uh, that would be uh, <clears throat> epic to watch, I'm sure. But uh, if I had somebody who was elderly or more frail, I think I would be more inclined to give them a little bit of a lighter caliber than the uh, AK-47 uh, for sure. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of ladies uh, and uh, a lot of ladies and teens shoot uh, <clears throat> AR-15s. Uh, especially AR-15s that have been have got the conversion kits in them to shoot 22 long rifle. That's an old. That's an old day. That's an all day shoot right there. You could shoot those things all day long with uh, no problems whatsoever. Anyway, appreciate your call. Uh, phone lines are open right now, and uh, we've got yeah nobody. I don't think any. Next thing you do, if we if if they listen to what Brady said, then we would have a whole new ban on assault wheelchairs, right? I mean that's the thing: assault walkers, assault wheelchairs. That would be the that would be the thing. Um. So in light of the Supreme Court ruling, uh, the Bruin ruling, uh, which of course came out uh, recently. Uh, mayor, uh, city mayor, former New York City mayor Michael Bloomberg is now circling the wagons and trying to find a way to circumvent the Supreme Court's rulings. Of course, you know that Bloomberg is uh, the uh, he is the the brainchild behind the Every Town for Gun Safety USA. Uh, he's also the creator of the Mayors Against Illegal Guns and all these other things. They are working on a way to try and figure out how to circumvent some of the new uh, laws that are coming out after the Bruin decision. It seems so far that the focus on everything that they're doing right now is on what they call public nuisance lawsuits, trying to punish gun manufacturers for the actions of bad people, meaning somebody purchased a legal lawful product and then they went and did something bad to somebody else with it, and now they want to hold the manufacturer of the product responsible, which, again, makes about as much sense as charging uh, the Jack Daniels distillery or Ford Motor Company for somebody who got drunk in a Ford pickup truck and run somebody over. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. Those are legal, lawful products that, that, uh, that had nothing to do with the illegal actions of the person who purchased them. Uh, 
Bloomberg and company are probably emboldened by the recent Remington lawsuits, but they're forgetting the fact that Remington wasn't the one who settled. It was actually the insurance company that was overseeing this whole thing. They were the ones, they don't have a stake in the Second Amendment. Remington and many of these other companies, they do have a stake in the Second Amendment, and they are more than likely to not settle and push those things to an absolute higher level. And a lot of these gun companies would take this all the way back up to the Supreme Court. And again, this idea that somehow you can punish certain industries. See, that's the thing. If they were going to do it for every industry where you could sue Jack Daniels or you could sue Ford or Chevy or you could, you know, for any illegal misuse of their product, Okay, well, I mean, at least there would be equitability, but to just single out gun manufacturers is wrong. And so I think that this would be laughed out of court at that level. Uh, and uh, But this is what Michael Bloomberg, this is what they're working on right now. We're going to be keeping an eye on this um, and see what we can come up with. Nuisance lawsuits, basically threatening that if you do what we say or we're going to sue you into oblivion, all I can say to that is... Good luck, my friend. Good luck. All right. Hour two of the Michael Duke Show is dead ahead. Willie Waffle will be our guest, plus more open line, open forum. Back with more right after this. Okay. Let's see. We got um, uh, we got one more. We got a new line on hold here. So let's um, let's talk with them, get their name and where they're calling from, and we'll uh, see what we can uh, come up with here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning, Michael. It's Fred in Rhode Island. How are you back? Well, hello, Mr. Fred. Would you hold the line for me, please? And we'll be back to you here in just a hot mm-hmm. minute, okay? All right, Fred calling in from Rhode Island this morning. Um, It's good. Isn't this approaching the proverbial Irish democracy, says Brian? I've been warning about that for especially the last five years that, I mean, we're getting to the point to where people, if, again, if people lose respect for the law, if politicians continue to push nonsensical laws and regulations that people just arbitrarily ignore, you are on the verge of that Irish democracy that we talked about. That's what it entails. When people have lost all respect for the rule of law, because it just gets ridiculous. I mean, we've seen that in uh, New York. We've seen it in Connecticut in in, uh, regards to their assault weapons bans, where they figure that the compliance rate is down in the one-digit range, single-digit, you know, 8 9% maybe, um, at the high end for compliance. I mean, that's we, we're already approaching that where people just say it just doesn't make any sense to follow these laws. Um, it's uh, but I think we're I think we're 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 rapidly approaching that at this point. Um, all right. Uh, Mr. Alec Baldwin did not learn gun safety lesson and did not clear the gun himself. We need gun safety education. Uh, you know, that whole situation on the set of the movie Rust was um, tragic, uh, unfortunate. And uh, I think uh, there were many different points of failure on that um, setting. And cha- we, we, we talked a little bit about how it works when you're on a set, especially with a firearm. The responsibility for a lot of that is uh, on the uh, 
uh, is on the set armorer, the person who's responsible for that. And there are lots of points of failure on that, uh, for sure. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens with, uh, with that in the long run. I know Alec Baldwin is currently being sued individually and as one of the, one of the producers or framers or whatever of the movie itself. All right. What we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. <laughs> you know, that's the the old axiom of those who fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. I mean, there's a reason that that's an axiom, right? Because we do. We we, we I think a lot of times we have that idea that somehow it won't happen to us. That won't happen. To, I mean, I know it happened to so and so back in the day, but that wouldn't happen to us. We're too we're too suave and debonair and we're we're too adroit and adept to be able to to fall into those traps that would never happen to us. And yet here we are again over and over and over again. All right. Um well, where are my shares and my likes? Uh, they're missing from the top of my page. I don't know. I can't see the shares and the likes. I know that some people have liked stuff. I don't know if anybody shared it, but for some reason it's not showing it now at the top of the page. So I can't chastise you for not sharing the show this morning. Would you do that, though, for me, please? Um, would you share the show? Would you like and follow the show page? If you're on YouTube this morning, and I don't know, we got a few on YouTube. I've, I've taken a bunch of comments from YouTube this morning. If you're on YouTube this morning, would you uh, would you uh, uh, like and follow? We got t- almost 20 people on YouTube this morning. We got almost as many people on YouTube as we do on uh, Facebook. Look at that! If you're on YouTube and you haven't uh, done all the YouTube things of hitting the subscribe button and ringing the bell, oh, you'd do me such a big favor if you did that. I'm still I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And quite honestly, I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to continue to multicast on several different platforms, simply because it kind of dilutes the it dilutes the whole thing. If you if you jump onto a stream and you look and you see there's one stream that's got 75 or 80 people and there's one stream stream that's got 20 people, which one are you more likely to go watch? The one with more people. That's just human nature. And by splitting the streams, um, it it gives you an opportunity to um, it it gives it, it dilutes that opportunity to attract more people. Uh, I mean, right now we've got basically 55 people watching between the two platforms. Um, but when you got 25 or 28 on, it just doesn't make any sense. So I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to keep doing the multicasting or if I'm going to go to one to the other. <clears throat> and um, I like, uh, um, I, I like, I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. But I'd really like to have a thousand people on YouTube because one, it's the first step to monetization. Second, it's also the first step to unlocking a bunch of kind of cool things that you can do on the stream. Um, and I just think that that would be nifty. I just think that that would be nifty. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, where's Jeff? My dad asked, where's Jeff from Homer? I think he's out commercial fishing. I think he's out commercial fishing. And the bill says, yes, he's commercial fishing. So I think think that's what he's doing. Um, 
You say this so often, Michael. Hello, Michael's friends. Subscribe to the YouTube. Yes, I'm try. I mean, I know I say it often, but it's because I'm trying to. I just don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. I enjoy working with both platforms, but I also see that it can be detrimental to the show as a whole. That's that's my challenge here. All right, we got to go. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna jump back into this here. <laughs> the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature. Welcome back to the program. We have got... Um, uh, another full hour of uh, of Common Sense Radio here for you. About three-quarters of an hour of gun goodness with Firearms Friday. Of course, we're going to be finishing up the show today, as we always do on Fridays, with a little bit of a lighter side, our entertainment review with our friend Willie Waffle from wafflemovies.com, our entertainment critic who's going to come on board and share with us and be part of it, and it's going to be you're going to love it, or else uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, uh, we're going to be doing that uh, here as uh, as we go through. Okay, um, we are opening it. We have open line, open forum. It's gun Q and A all day. Uh, we've got the phone lines open, uh, powered by our friends over there at Satellite West. We had one caller hold on through the news because he's a stalwart. It's our friend all the way from the other side of the country, Rhode Island. Fred is calling in this morning. Let's see what Fred has to say on this beautiful Firearms Friday. Good morning, sir, or good afternoon to you. What's happening? Uh, Josh, still morning over here. It's only, it's only 11 o'clock. Oh, there. okay. All right, okay. Uh, yeah, the reason I'm calling... You know, the, uh, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned Bloomberg and, you know, and his crowd, you know, and they'll do anything. Regardless of what the Supreme Court says, regardless of what the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, is, you know, has 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 put in place for you know for us as a nation, you know, he, they just don't care. They absolutely don't care. They have no regard for any court, any court ruling, any any judge, any judgmental decision by the Supreme Court. They absolutely will do anything and everything, legal, illegal, and everything in between. To push their agenda, their their socialist communist agenda, and there's nothing more than that. 
And it actually goes beyond that. You know, this whole one-world government nonsense, which is never going to work. I mean, you can't even get the... Uh, you can't even get the European Union to agree on any 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 two subjects at any given time, and this, this is the best they can do. You can pretty much see with all, that 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 whole that whole fiasco is going to go over the cliff. And uh, you know, if they can't get along in smaller issues, they're certainly not going to get along on any larger issues. And it's going to be it's just going to be the sovereignty of all nations, as it should be. I mean, you know, it'd be a shame to lose. The sovereignties of all the European nations as individual nations, the United States and, you know, our principles and, you know, throughout the world. I mean, this is what makes us different, yet all the same, you know, and, and, and they want to try to roll it into one, you know, one massive, uh, right. one massive society, right. which one would be extremely boring. Two, it won't, it's not going to work. There's always going to be good and evil in the world. I mean, you got Rocket Man over there in uh, Korea who just announced that anybody who's Anybody who sits there and you know dumps any dumps any dirt on his on on his platform is going to get nuked. I mean, he's come out and said that openly. So you know, I mean, no, you're always going to have good and evil. So the only way to deal with it right. is just to be able to you know keep you know keep up your own defense. And not only that, they want to destroy individuality. I just heard today on the news that uh, from one of the one of the one of the networks. That the the but the globalists the the G4 you know economic summit uh, forums right they announced that they'd like to get rid of all individual use of automobiles you know they want to get rid of all cars sure, sure by sure. owned by individuals right so what does that tell you I mean they just want to destroy individuality well, they want to destroy liberty they want to destroy freedom and, and they just want to roll you into their own little yeah. their own little their own little uh, their own little model of nonsense, which one is not going to work. I mean, right. you get people like Bloomberg and the rest of them, you know, and it, 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 it it's just, I would, wouldn't call it, it's one one step short of criminal as far as I'm concerned. They really are. They're well, the conspirators. Look, traders, Fred, these are the same, and, you know, these and, are the and, and, and just, Look, these are the same people that would like to take all the people in the rural areas and collect them up into the city and put them into a vertically integrated uh, tower and have everybody live there. If we only had, if everybody lived in one location, our green, our footprint would be much greener, and then we wouldn't have to have cars, and then we'd have to have public transit, and then, I mean, all this other kind of stuff. I mean, here's why I don't think any of those things will ever work. It is the, 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 the whole cultural thing of everybody. Um, you know, everybody, even in Europe, there are different cultures in the different nations of Europe. That's why they have such a hard time. I mean, even here in the United States, you've seen it since the Civil War. More and more, it had become a unified government where everything was coming down from the feds. And now, again, you're starting to see the pushback on states' rights. And, and the problem is, is if you go to these consolidated governments, you have left less and less choice. You can't move to another country that has different laws. Like, I don't like the laws that are here. I don't like what's going on. So I'm going to move to X country. Same thing in the United States. You don't like the laws that are in the state of California. So you move to Texas or you do, you know, and, and that's why this idea of an overarching you know, whether it's one world or one nation consolidated government on a variety of different, you know, kind of this tribalistic mentality of different people. That's why I don't think it will ever succeed because people want to be free. And of course, a government that's closest to the people is the one that's most responsive. And so that's why we need, I think it would be better to have even more 
different governments, more different countries that would give more options. You don't need an overarching. And of course, the the, the folks like that, like you said, that well, we want to eliminate cars and we want to. Well, that's great. What about the people that live out in the countryside? What about the people that make your food? What about the people that want to live out in the woods? You you propose that they all walk to those places? I mean, it's it's uh, it's basically taking away freedoms and choice. That is, uh, I mean, that's the biggest part there. It certainly is. Well, I mean, that's also a principle behind it. And, you know, they, like I say, they will do anything, you know, anything that they that they want and anything that they deem necessary to further their cause and only their cause. Nobody else's cause, not, not you know, not supporting freedom, not supporting liberty, not supporting the Constitution. They'll do anything. They don't care. And it's criminal. And, and, and yeah. As far as I'm concerned, these people should be up on charges of treason, as far as I'm right. concerned. I mean, I know there's a lot of legality right. issues that would prevent that from actually happening. But realistically speaking, these people are the enemy of the state. They all are. Bloomberg, they want to sue gun manufacturers. The thing is, you know, it, 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 a firearm is just a tool. It is a device. It doesn't do anything on its own. But they refuse to pass laws that will further the criminal justice system and impose proper sentencing, proper sentencing, that will put these crumb bums who cause all these problems away for eons. Right. Uh, take, you know, take them off the street and definitely definitely create a lesson to be learned by others that if you go down this road, you're going to follow, you're going to follow suit what happens to these people. Now, I'm not saying that's, you know, above and beyond the, uh, you know, the amendment and, the, you know, the cruel and unusual punishment clause. But then again, if they violate the law, they brought right. it on themselves. Well, Not I, society, they did it to themselves. Yeah, Fred, I would say that uh, many of these people that are espousing a lot of these ideas, I, I don't know if they're enemies of the state as much as just enemies of freedom and liberty. Um, the idea and the concepts of freedom and liberty as, you know, that we are ordained to basically, you know, carve our own path and make our own decisions. Uh, going back again to the libertarian axiom of don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Do what you want as long as you don't hurt anybody else or infringe on anybody else's rights. And uh, there's a lot of do-gooders out there who would like to see the government come in and be in every part of your life. And I think that's part of the problem. So, 100%. Uh, oh, it is definitely part of the problem. Yeah, 100% on that. Yeah, definitely part of the problem. Well, you, you, well, you know, you know, like you say, it's just, you know, these people have to be brought out, out of the shadows into the light. Because there's a lot of them. There's a few of them. And they just do whatever they, whatever they want to do. They have no regard for law. They have no regard to your rights. I mean, they can... You know, their rights are everything, and your rights are garbage, you know, as far as they're concerned. Right. And they don't care. You know, they don't care. They're going to do everything they can to destroy you, the individual, the conservative individual who believes in the law, who believes in, you know, a free society, and they just want to you know, just put you, throw them under the bus and just pass, you know, just go with their own agenda, their own little elite agenda. So it's going to be like the Hunger Games all over again. They get those <laughs> on top and those who are just downtrodden under the, under well, the, under the track. I will. And they could care less. I will say that they are in the late stages of the politician's disease, which, of course, is we know better than you how to run your life, and you should listen to us, you poor, poor, pitiful children. Um, and that's the problem. They're in the late stages of that fatalistic disease of we know better than you. Fred, thank you so much for calling in this morning. It's good to talk with you. Appreciate it. Let's uh, go back over here to the phones and see what else uh, you guys want to talk about. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael, this is Bob Fairbanks. Hello, Bob. What's going on? Uh, last Friday, um, Glenn Beck had the Attorney General from Missouri on there, and supposedly the FBI, they're going after the sheriffs in Missouri. They want to come to Missouri and audit the concealed carry permits. 
in Missouri, and that's why he would come on to Glenn Beck's show and talk about that. Uh, I didn't hear anything. And he sent a letter out to the yeah, he sent a letter out to the FBI to stay away. We don't want you here. It was in the news. And I thought, well, I didn't think much of it at the time, and then it was confirmed when, when I can say, when Glenn Beck had the Attorney General from Missouri on there. So this is what they're. This is what the federal government's doing. They're coming after the gun owners, and for and it's 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 not their right to do that. That's against. That's totally against what we're what we're about. Right. Uh, I'm looking at this now. I hadn't I hadn't heard about that. Uh, Missouri County Sheriff's yeah, that's why deny FBI concealed. Yeah. Yeah. I call in and tell you about that. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I will. Um, I'll take a look at that and see what that. Uh, so, see what, so see what that's about. if you trust the FBI now, then you really need to go look in front of a mirror and take a like say go ahead and look at look in the mirror. And, well, yeah, because they've uh, had such a great track record of, of everything that they've done recently. The FBI used to they be. They were just talking. Yeah. Yeah, they were just talking about yesterday. Remember that Doctor Nasser and what's it? All those girls. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear. Uh, I didn't hear about that either. But yeah, I, I just, just the 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 stuff that they've been doing here over the happened. last the last uh, a few yeah, years uh, that uh, you know the lying to the FISA courts and the ignoring of the warrants when they tapped into that U.S. private bank vault thing down in California, where the warrants said they specifically could not collect or t- seize any boxes in the safety deposit box company, and they went ahead and did it anyway, even though the warrant explicitly said they couldn't. And I mean, there's just there's so many different um, uh, examples of where the FBI used to be the gold standard. I mean, it was the stalwart, you know, you knew you could trust the FBI, and more and more they're damaging their own credibility and their own, uh, you know, their own reliability in a lot of these things. I'll take a look at this uh, story during the uh, during the break, Bob, and maybe we'll comment on it here uh, on the other side. I appreciate you coming uh, on and sharing that with me this morning. Uh, that leaves one line open. If you would like to sound off, 907, uh, it leaves all four lines open, rather. 907-433-3150, The Michael Duke Show. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have one more final segment on gun stuff before we pick it up with Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com. And we'll see uh, what uh, is going to be good in the movie theaters and on streams and everything. Um, I will uh, we'll jump in on this and, and get back to you here. Uh, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Sean says, I sent you a link of the Missouri letter to the ATF like two weeks ago. Oh. I probably missed it, Sean. Um, uh, I know you have sent uh, a lot of stuff to me, and I, I've, I've looked through most of it, but apparently I have not. Uh, apparently I missed that one. Um, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking backwards here. See what uh, if there's anything that I seeing anything that I missed here. Um, I'll have to go back and look at, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to go back and look at it. 
Let me uh, let me read this story. Several Missouri County sheriffs are worried about an alleged FBI request for concealed carry permit holder records. The requests allegedly state that Missouri's county sheriff's offices will need to hand over concealed carry permit holder records to the FBI. However, Captain Brian Lear, who works at the Boone County Sheriff's Office, says it's never been asked to do this. We have no intention of releasing concealed carry permits to anyone or, for that matter, we don't even know anybody that's wanting that information. Lear does say he'll expect a visit from the FBI in August, but not for the purpose of attaining CCW records. He said they come in and check our process that we have in place specifically towards our computers, our Internet, and transactions over online services just to make sure everything is safe. And while Boone County hasn't received notice from the FBI, several other Missouri sheriff's offices said even if they did, they would refuse to submit those documents. Uh, Howard, Congastade, Camden, Macon, Osage, and Randolph are a few departments saying that they would deny it. On Tuesday, ABC also reached out to the FBI, who wrote in an email as part of the planned Missouri audit. A small sampling of system transactions is to be inspected for compliance and to ensure that there's no use misuse of the CJIS system. At no point would auditors require access to such lists as state-approved concealed carry holders, nor would the CJIS division retain information beyond what is necessary to address a specific compliance concern. Missouri has been through this routine audit multiple times, most recently in 2018. So, um, sounds like that that maybe it's much ado about nothing. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go back and look into this a little bit uh, deeper. Um, are pushing back against the plan to audit concealed carry permits a couple weeks ago. FBI told several sheriffs that federal officials would be showing up in August to conduct an audit, including of concealed carry permits. Uh, all right. Anyway, we will uh, – I'll keep an eye open for this one. I'll see if I can find and dig down into it. Recent reports of ATF checking residents, said Sean. Um, I will um, – I'm going to go back and look for that link that you sent earlier, Sean, uh, see if I can find it. And uh, and read through that as well. Uh, I, yeah, I. Uh, it sounds like maybe there's some conflation going on here, but is the Missouri Sheriff Station ask is the FBI asking Missouri sheriffs to carry concealed? Um, Missouri's Attorney General Eric Schmidt sent a letter on July 13th to the FBI director demanding the bureau stop trying to obtain this information for local sheriffs. Schmidt said in a news release the FBI is planning to travel to Missouri in August to audit sheriff's departments across the state. However, in a tweet posted, the FBI Kansas City office said as part of the planned Missouri audit, a sampling of transactions will be inspected. There will be no misuse of the CGIS system. That's the criminal justice information system. Uh, said auditors would not require access to lists such as state-approved concealed carry permits. Missouri has been through this routine audit multiple times, most recently in 2018. I... I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like maybe this is being misconstrued, but also why would the FBI need to be, I'm sorry, I've got no, I've got no interest in you, no interest in you whatsoever. Uh, all right. Well, let's, um, let's, let's talk about that. We'll talk about that. All right. Uh, we got more coming up. The Michael Duke show continues. We're 25 seconds out. Uh, I have seen videos of FBI checking people's guns door to door in Missouri. Are you insane? That's not a job that I would want. 
Um, Kyle, send me an email. If you can find those links, send me an email. I want to know. I want to know what's going on. All right, we got to jump back into it. Uh, one final segment, The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's do it. Okay, so we did some reading on this story during the break and in conversations with the listeners. I I don't know if the story, this is out of Missouri, and again, uh, we're talking about a four-minute brief read and discussion on this. I'm not sure if the story is being misconstrued or not. Not that I necessarily trust everything that the government then says on social media or in press releases. But um, I'm thinking this story may be uh, may be being misconstrued. Um, but I, I'm, I again, I have to do I have to do more research on this. I have to. That might be a subject for next week, though. That might be a subject for next Friday, where we sit down and talk about it. Because I, uh, <clears throat> I, you know, again. The problem is, of course, is that uh, the, you know, like I said previously, the FBI has done a lot to damage its credibility in the last few years, uh, whether it's the whole Russian dossier thing or the U.S. Uh, private bank uh, safety deposit box raid or, I mean, I could list you a dozen different things where the FBI, which used to be the gold standard, again, if, you know, you you knew you could trust them, you knew you could, they would do things by the book, and now we're finding out more and more, of course, that they are not um, and have been shortcutting things and ignoring, you know, stipulations on warrants and and filing false information to obtain warrants and more. It really starts to look bad. And I mean, I just want to get back to the day where you knew you could trust some of these people. And uh, maybe maybe that day's coming. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, at this point, I look at everything through the. Uh, it's I'm not looking at everything through rose colored glasses. Let's just let's just put it that way. All right, uh, phone lines are open. I have got a um, well, we've got a, a, a full, uh, an empty thing. There's four lines open right now. If you'd like to sound off, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say this morning. Feel free to uh, feel free to uh, dial and smile and dial and get in there and talk with us about <clears throat> well, whatever it is that you want to talk about with us for Firearms Friday because it is gun Q and A. All day, gun Q and A. All day. Let's uh, let's get uh, let's get things rolling and get into this. Um, okay, what are some of the other stories we talked a little bit about? Bloomberg doing their thing. Um, all right, so we want to talk about the assault weapons ban, which, as of yesterday, looked like that it was going to be tabled and going to be. They were having a hard time getting the votes that they needed, and uh, that it was going to be pulled out of committee. Uh, it was pulled out of the House Rules Committee calendar on Wednesday night. They could revive it once they got back from their August recess, but they weren't. They didn't sound like they're uh, that they were going to be able to get those 216 votes that they needed for the passage of the bill. That was yesterday early. Then uh, yesterday, or that was on Wednesday. Then yesterday, late last night, the Democrats, uh, Nancy Pelosi, they started to pull. An end run. 
Um, earlier this week, she had said that no votes would be held before the House adjourned for its August recess. But yesterday evening, Thursday evening, the House Rules Committee adopted a brand new rule that allows legislation like H.R. 1808 to be brought to the House floor on the same day that it's considered by committee. Previously, you'd have to win a two-thirds approval of committee members to get it out of those committees. But now it can be brought to the House floor on the same day that it's committed, uh, that it's uh, considered by the committee. So the committee hears it, and then it moves out. The Democrats have changed the House rules to force an H.R. 1808 vote tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., says uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition. The Congressional Black Caucus Chair, Representative Joyce Beatty, had originally reached a preliminary agreement with Representatives Josh Gottheimer and Abigail Spanberger on a pair of bills that provide more funding for police departments. This is some of the arrangements that were struck amongst House Democrats, because this was all a problem, not with Republicans necessarily, but with House Democrats. You had the progressive wing, because this bill was a funding bill for law enforcement as well as a uh, as well as a gun control bill, which seemed like that would kind of marry up. But there are. Uh, there are a bunch of progressives in there that do not want to fund the police. Now, this bill was introduced last March, uh, and they have had the, everybody's had plenty of time to read through the text. Uh, what was really surprising to endangered Democrats is the strategy that Nancy Pelosi has adopted, basically pairing funding for law enforcement with a ban on some of the most commonly sold firearms in the United States. Uh, Democrats have tried to run away from the defund the police rhetoric espoused by many of their more progressive members uh, because it doesn't sell in the communities. I mean, it may sound good as a soundbite and some of the more progressive talking heads may love it. But even people who are, uh, you know, more liberal or Democratic understand that boots on the ground when it comes time to it, defunding the police increases the risk of crime. Democrats representing deep blue districts were expected to hold their nose and vote for more funding for the police, while those representatives in purple and light blue or even slightly red districts were supposed to grit their teeth and endorse a gun ban. And that's where all the infighting has come from. It's amongst Democrats, progressive and moderate Democrats, who are now, some of them are facing, are starting to face some of their own midterm elections. There's an election um, this uh, next month. Um, for one of the one or two of the seats, they only have a four, they only have a four seat lead in the House. And there's going to be an election next week that's going to make it a three seat lead. So this has got to be a really close run race. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a hot mess. Now they I don't think they haven't heard that they voted for it yet. Um let me see if they voted for uh um Let's see. Anything else right there? I don't okay, so I don't see anything. It looks like um it looks like they haven't voted on anything yet. But they were expected to, that vote to be taking place this morning in the house. So we'll we'll see what happens. Now, most interestingly enough on all this is uh, during the discussions on these bills, the House Oversight Committee had a hearing on gun violence. 
and they were portraying the U.S. gunmakers as absolute monsters that are intentionally putting profits ahead of innocent lives by selling weapons of war to children. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Weapons of war to children. This is Carolyn Maloney. She claimed this is what this is what she said as the whole hearing got underway that they were selling. Now, I mean, I hate to break it to you on the history of firearms, okay? But the vast majority of firearms out there have their history as weapons of war. And I guess not necessarily created by wars, but used to fight wars. Whether it's the Remington uh, lever-action rifle, the Winchester lever-action rifle, the Samuel Colt Peacemaker, whether it's the 1911, whether it's the Remington 700 bolt-action rifle, whether I mean I could go through thing, the the Garand, the the M1, the M14, the I mean, every rifle that's out there has in some basis its background in military service. That's one of the reasons why they became so profusely used by the private citizens later is because most of them were surplus or they had a they were based on a known trusted firearms platform. So this whole concept of weapons of war is just nothing but rhetoric. Anyway, so what's interesting about this whole hearing is that they went in and they started talking about Gun manufacturers have collected more than a billion dollars over the last decade from the sale of military-style assault weapons to civilians. And going on and on and on about how each company had done. Daniel Defense, uh, they took over $120 million in rifle sales in 2021 compared to $40 million in 2019. That, of course, was the gun used by the Uvalde shooter was a Daniel's Defense rifle. So they have taken in triple in 2021, what they took in in 2019, Strom Ruger took in almost triple in the same time frame. Smith & Wesson, again, took in uh, double what they had taken in in that time period from the year before. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, great. You know what that's showing me? That this is a rifle or a firearm that is in common use. They now estimate that there are over 25 million AR-style sporting rifles in the United States. 25 million. That pretty much silences the whole common use thing. I mean, that, that pretty much sums it. That is it right there. Who bought all these rifles over the last couple you know, years? Law-abiding citizens who bought them for home defense, hunting, competitive shooting, or just the just-in-case, the yogurt hits the oscillating rotor kind of gun. You have nearly 25 million modern sporting rifles in the hands of American gun owners, more common than even Ford F-150 pickup trucks. And yet the FBI's most recent uniform crime report data shows that there were fewer homicides involving rifles of any kinds than knives, blunt objects, or even fists and feet being used to murder. I mean, I've talked about this. That, that's, that's it right there. More people are kicked to death, beat to death, knifed to death uh, by than, than all of those are all done more than anybody shot with any kind of rifle, let alone a dreaded black rifle. 
because they don't even break that out in the uniform crime report statistics. They don't even break that out at that point. They, they talk about long guns in total, which means your bolt actions, your 22s, your everything, including ARs. Uh, anyway, that pretty much sums up uh, my feeling on uh, the rest of that stuff. We'll see what happens. We'll be watching that, and we'll find out more about this Missouri thing here for next week as well. But it's time to lighten it up. And uh, time to lighten it up and get uh, get together with our friend Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Don't forget to come check us out on Facebook. We'll be back with more right after this. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Why not take a quick break? Be right back. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we are in the break right now. Um, They want the masses gunless and hungry, says Marcy. Um, because uh, they're going home to campaign and need to get people on the records. That's what Brian's saying, that they want people on the record when they vote for this. Yep, yep. Um, sounds like Alaska politics. How special? Change the rules midstream to fit your agenda. I mean, it is their politicians, uh, Tony. Republicans and Democrats both, either one. And we'll change the rules if it benefits us now. Of course, half the time it comes back and ends up biting them in the ass later on. But, you know, hey, that's, uh, that's what it is. Um, uh, let's see. If I get elected as U.S. Senator, I'll pen a bill to activate U.S. duty, active U.S. duty military personnel to guard events like football games in order to prevent mass shooting every U.S. military person. Except that's unconstitutional, Hunky. You can't do that. You can't utilize active duty American troops on U.S. soil uh, for that kind of policing or things like that. That is strictly prohibited. Uh, and in fact, the one of the things the framers were most afraid of. Now, you can use National Guard units and things like that because ostensibly they're not part of the main military force. But you cannot use active duty U.S. military. That's unconstitutional. Just saying right now. Can't do that. Can't. Can't do that. Now you could get veterans, and you could, you could arm and fund them, and you know get them together and do whatever. But uh, active duty, nope, noper, not gonna happen. Um. All right. Let me see what else you guys got going on in here. Uh. uh let's see. Uh. Oh, it's like why is my window frozen? A posse commentary, we can repeal or amend. <clears throat> and that would be an immediate no from me, Hunky. That would be an immediate no. If you repealed or amended posse comitatus, which is what I was talking about a minute ago, if you did that, um, the d- danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger. There's a, there's a reason There's a reason why the framers put that into the Constitution. 
because they had seen what a standing military could do to its own people under the direction of people who had bad intentions. You can trust me. Well, I might be able to trust you, but I can't trust the 499 other yahoos in Congress and the guy behind the desk in the white room. I can't I can't trust those people at all. I may be able to trust you. Not going to happen. That's just not absolutely not going to happen. Um I would I would be so adamantly opposed to that. You would you so fast it'd make your head spin. You do not want you do you do not want uh, the active as much as I support the military and love the military, you do not want the military to be lawfully operating on American soil policing American citizens. Talk about a police state. That's no. Full on no. Full stop. Mic drop. End of story. Um okay. Um, we're, uh, except that would excite Beto to no end. I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would excite him to no end. All right. Uh, we're coming up here in just a moment. I want to see what, um, uh, I want to see what else is going on. I got a new contact here. Sean, uh, sent knocking on doors. This is ATF knocking on doors, auditing, looking for straw buyers. Um, I'm sorry, I lost all those in a boating accident. I'll have to go back and look at and watch that video. Thank you, Sean, for resharing it to me. I appreciate it. I will take a look at it later today, and we'll get uh, things squared away. <sighs> what are you doing this weekend? Hmm? 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 I don't know. I don't know. Idle hands become the devil's playground. U.S. military active duty people are sitting idle, and that's why they commit suicide, rape, and murder. Uh, what? I what? I don't think that has anything to do with. I mean, the military has got plenty of things to do that they could train for. If they're sitting around, we've got a different problem going on. Um, what? No. Hunky, respectfully, get out of here. That's crazy. There's no, there's no way. Again, and eliminating posse comitatus because, you know, no. <laughs> there's so many things wrong with that. I, I don't even know how to unpack that. So many things wrong with that. I don't even know where to begin at this point. All right. Uh, 25 seconds out. We're about to get rejoined here. I'm waiting for my phone to buzz, and we're going to jump into it with Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Please lo- Ow. Like and share the video. Like and follow the show page. Let's uh, let's get back to it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. <sighs> Hunky. Let's do this. Here we go. All righty, you ready? You ready already? Ready, ready? Hello, it's uh, Friday, and uh, we finish up the day with our friend, the one, the only, Willie, don't call me William Waffle, from WaffleMovies.com. Hello, my friend, how are you? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty excited. Come on. It's 
It's the weekend. We live for the weekend. That is the answer that we're looking for. Um, all right, my friend. Well, we got some news. We got some stuff. We got some stuff and things going on. Let's start off with. Uh, oh God, let's let's get it over with. Jeopardy. You know. Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what everybody's talking about right now. Okay, it everybody. Is time to talk. Yeah, everybody. everybody. Everybody who's everybody. Yes. So. Jeopardy has has been teasing us for a year. Right. You know they've they've had Mayim Bialik as as a host, right. and they've had Ken Jennings as a host. And right. They said, well, we'll we'll rule on which one's going to get the job, like at the end of the year. And then this week, the rumor started, and yesterday it was finally revealed. The decision has been made. They both got the job. They both. Well, it's like the guys like I just can't decide. Hire them both. <laughs> right. You know. No. No. They came up with a better excuse than that. Because they're expanding the Jeopardy universe, it's more than any one host could handle. So okay. what, what's going to happen is she's going to get all the primetime uh, series, which has been a bone of contention. There, 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 were, there was talk that she might not get Celebrity Jeopardy on ABC, but it looks like she's got that gig as well as the other the other primetimes they're going to do. And then she's going to host for like, I don't know, like six months of the year. And Ken Jennings is going to do the other six months of the year. And they're going to split up the big tournament so like you know one's going to do the tournament of champions and one's going to do the second chance tournament and then folks like that right more jeopardy than i ever knew existed so is everybody excited tell me all the jeopardy fans freaking out or what they're okay yeah you know <laughs> the, the, Je the jeopardy fans you know i gotta be honest with you there are a lot of jeopardy fans who are big ken jennings supporters because he feels like he's part of the family you know he was a champion he came up through jeopardy he's been around all the tournaments and the tournament of champions and all these things that they've done and yeah there's a lot of people excited about that but i wanted my buzzy cohen to come back man i gotta tell you of all of, of all the guest hosts that they had i am still shocked it didn't come down to uh, him or LeVar Burton, because I yeah. just thought they both did fabulous. I just thought they both did fabulous. Well, I, I think LeVar Burton has got that Alex Trebek, calm, cool, no-nonsense kind of demeanor. He can pull that off, you know, so. Yeah. But, oh, well. Okay, well, good news for Jeopardy fans everywhere. Uh, now We're rejoicing silently. Yeah, I, I could tell, I could tell. <laughs> hey, uh, there's an app for that. Um, in fact, there's an app for almost everything, including this new one. What What you got here? This is kind of cool. You know, all the time we talk about it's hard to know what's streaming where. You know, like we've got so many streaming services and you don't know where everything is. And if you want to find a movie, how do I start, you know, just kind of uh, digging through all the different uh, different streaming options that I have and all the different subscriptions I have. So this is a new app. It's called Qed. Q-E-W-D. And it's trying to be like your go-to source to find out where everything's streaming. Okay. So after a sign-up process, which frankly felt like 15 minutes, and <laughs> I feel extremely violated, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to start getting all sorts of ads and phone calls for things I never wanted. It kind of is cool. Like you, you put in the movie or you put in the TV show and you hit the search and it tells you where you can rent it, where is it for free, what streaming service, all that's listed right there. Oh. You know, that you know, the problem is, did, did I mention how long it took to sign up? They want every piece of information. I think they asked me about my second grade teacher at one point. Right. I mean, they they are really just trying to data mine me to death. 
right. so they could sell that data and use that data and abuse me. And that would be my big warning to everybody. Like, it sounds really cool, but you're going to pay a price. Okay, but it will tell you, because I can't tell you how many times my wife and I have been like, I want to watch that movie. What service? And then I proceed to go to every service and search it up, you know, and try and find it. Uh, Amazon Fire has got kind of a thing where it'll tell you where, but it's not always accurate. And so, you know, we end up going to every service and searching for it. So it sounds like it'd be pretty cool if you don't mind selling your soul. Yeah, you know, and and you know they, they've promised that they're going to try to keep it up to date. That that you're they're going to be following. You know, every month a lot of stuff moves from one service to another, and they say they're going to keep up on that and they're going to keep that data fresh and, and as accurate as possible. Uh, right now, there's no cost, but uh, they're thinking about adding advertising. No, of course, everybody they got to make a buck one way or the other. And, well, they already made it off of my. But let me tell you, <laughs> off your mind, right? they just. Oh like, my God, I'm going to be getting every just spam email on the planet from this day forward. Yeah. All right. It's so all those Tinder ads you're going to get. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Willy Waffle, uh, the an app called Qued. Q E W D. Qued will tell you where everything is. It's free if you don't mind signing in blood at the end of the registration process. Um, all right. News from Netflix. Uh, we heard good things. We heard bad things, you know, but this new movie, uh, The Gray Man with Ryan Gosling, uh, I'm hearing, you know, you, you gave it, I think, two and a half waffles. Yeah, uh, it was all right. Uh, it was all right. You know, but I think a lot of other people were like, this was really good. They really enjoyed it. And I guess it was good enough, right? Oh yeah, no, it, it's it's been doing blockbuster for Netflix. I think I want to say it's their their number two movie of the year so far. Uh, you know, it it's it's been like the number one movie every time I seem to flip on Netflix and they they tell me what the top ten is, and uh, they've done so well with it that uh, they've decided to go for a sequel, but not just a sequel, also a spinoff. So yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have the Gray Man two or whatever they call it. You know, uh, with Ryan Gosling, you the, know, I don't know, maybe the they ba- call the top, the, the beige man. man, the beige, the beige man, man. <laughs> yes. you know, but the thing that's got everybody kind of excited is what's the spinoff and, and, and the directors, Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, who also wrote the uh, movie uh, you know, based on a book, but they wrote the movie. They've said that they, uh, they have a spinoff idea. And they're not going to tell you what it is because it's that good. It's that good. Now, these are the guys I had to ask you before, uh, the, the Russo brothers. They're the ones that did, like, Captain America, Civil War. I mean, they, they've yeah. done some really uh, some big blockbuster-type movies. And they do some good work. So I have not seen The Gray Man yet. I'm going to watch it. It's on my list to watch. But uh, I kind of like those movies anyway, so it's kind of an easy thing for me. Um, yeah. But I look forward to it. I'm, I'm still waiting for a sequel to Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Which is supposed to be coming out sometime. This fall. Yeah, yeah. This some... fall. No, they, they've made the announcement this fall. Okay, all right. This well... fall. They, they, they've been shooting it secretly all over the, the globe, and it is this fall. Uh, gosh, I want to say it's it's. I want to say it's somewhere around Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, I can't yeah. wait for that one either. Uh, which reminds me, have you seen the Terminal List yet? The Chris Pratt. I did. Yeah? Yes, I did actually. Yeah, so... yeah. You know uh, that one grew on me. Really? I have to admit, yeah, I, I wasn't all that wild about it, but, you know, every episode just got a little bit deeper and a little bit more complicated, right, right. and I started to get, it's like, okay, this isn't so bad. I guess <laughs> a bunch of liberal snowflakes lost their mind over it, and everybody else seems to love it, so I guess that's high praise, I guess, at that point. 
That's right. Who who your enemies are says a lot about who you exactly. are. Exactly. So, uh, what would you give it based on how much you've watched so far? What would you think? Oh, I'm I'm like three waffles. I oh, actually oh, thought it's it was solid. pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah. Well, I enjoy that. I watched all of uh, David Boreanaz in Navy Seals, and uh, I enjoyed that one as well. So I'll have to add the Terminal list to my uh, to my list of things to watch as well. Okay, so let's get over to the. Uh, to the theater, the theater, and you're—you've got, of course, <laughs> DC League of Super Pets. I mean, this is something that everybody's just dying to watch. The Rock, Kevin Hart, the whole deal. Give it to me, baby. You know, I—I I don't always get to pick these things, okay? Like sometimes I got to take one for the team. Sometimes I got to go out there for you. The people. And and this was kind of one of those times. I'm not going to lie. So it, it is an animated film where we meet Crypto, Superman's dog, played by The Rock, or at least the voice by The Rock. Right. And he's a, he's a loyal dog. He loves Superman like crazy. But the entire, the entire Justice League is kidnapped. Superman, Batman, uh, you know, Wonder Woman. And by the way, wait until you see... Keanu Reeves doing the voice of Batman. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, it's God. absolutely perfect. Oh, so they've all been kidnapped. And of course, Superman's dog feels he has to save the day. But, uh, well, he's been incapacitated by some kryptonite. And now he has to team up with a bunch of strays to try to regular go and dogs. save the world. Yeah. Regular well, dogs. A regular a regular dog, a pig, a squirrel, a turtle. Oh. You know? oh, but maybe they've gotten some superpowers from that kryptonite. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, give me the dope here. What do you say? Yeah, you know, it's it's like two waffles, and I'm probably being generous. I mean, you know, you can predict every joke from about a mile away. There, there's no way that that's going to surprise you. Uh, I think it's a pretty bland movie in a lot of ways. You know, it's trying to be too much, you know? Like, it, it, it can be a funny kind of spoof of superhero movies at times, okay? Right. You know, The Rock is funny. Kevin Hart doing the voice of the other dog is absolutely hilarious. You know, but you know, then, it well, it also has to teach us a lesson. Don't you know uh, a lesson about friendship and trusting each other? Oh God! All that other baloney that, that you know we try to feed the kids, and so that kind of gets boring and tired. And and you know the action's kind of goofy. I think kids will like the action, uh, but you know you're either going to love the main villain or hate the main villain. And and the main villain is a guinea pig that was an experiment by Lex Luthor, voiced by Kate McKinnon. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, and she's about as crazy and nutso as you can imagine. Can imagine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and for me, you know, sometimes Kate McKinnon's an acquired taste. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I think she, you know, I think she's really funny sometimes. But there's a lot of other times where I'm like, you are just trying too darn hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've gone over over the top, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So two one and a half to two waffles. All right, we'll give it to DC yeah. Super. But we got another one, Vengeance. Uh, about a journalist and a podcaster from the uh, B.J. Novak from The Office. But, I mean, he's kind of funny, right? But this is not that way, right? Or well, is it's, it? it's, it's a dark comedy. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, it is a dark comedy, I think, is a good way to put it. Like you said, he's this hipster doofus from New York, you know, journalist, podcaster. 
um, let's say Lothario, if you may. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, one, one of his ladies has been murdered. And the brother has called him to Texas to, to be at the funeral because, well, he must have meant more to her than she meant to him. And once he gets down there, he starts to realize something's up, something's going on, and that's when it becomes a mystery. And I think that's where it starts to get really interesting. As you see him, you know, investigating, interviewing people, you know, the big fish out of water, you know, the New York guy in the middle of rural Texas, you know, oh, right. not getting along with anybody, you know. Right. And who would have thought the man who steals the show would be Ashton Kutcher as this crazy cowboy who just seems to know a lot about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of interesting. I always like a black comedy. I think that that's, uh, you know, I think that that is uh, funny, you know, kind of that dark humor. I do I do love that. So uh, what, what do you think? You know, I actually really, really like it. I think it's very well written. I mean, I think the mystery is is a very good one. You know, they don't they don't give it away too early. Uh, they don't come up with a crazy ending that you never see coming at the end either. That's good. Uh, you know, I think the dialogue's pretty sharp. I mean, you know, B.J. Novak, you know, one of the guys who wrote for The Office, so he kind of knows how to do that. Right. And, you know, I'm going three and a half waffles. Wow. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. I think this could be the surprise movie of the summer. Like, it's not going to be a huge blockbuster. It's not going to make a hundred million dollars but i'll tell you what you might not see it in the theaters but in three four five months you're going to catch it on streaming or on cable someplace you go darn that was actually pretty good well we're out of time uh everything everywhere all at once did you get a chance to see that yet oh no i didn't okay oh man i totally screwed up you are so fired all right i i I know next week next week (laughs) next week willie willie waffle wafflemovies.com thank you my friend Hey, you guys, I'll talk to you next week about that that movie and Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt. All right, folks, we're out of time. The Michael Duke Show continues Monday. We will see you then. Have a great weekend. Oh, and uh, don't forget to come out and check us out on Facebook and on YouTube. Will you do that for me? We'll see you later. You know, I tried to help you. I tried to save you there, but you just self-destructed. Can't, didn't remember it. That's okay. I, I really want to know about it. I really want to know how good it is because it's getting, like I said, it's almost got a cult following now. It's uh, people have loved it so much. Kind of this surprise movie. So I can't wait to see what comes of that. Have you had a chance to watch? Well, I don't know if have you ever watched The Boys? No. You know what? This is one of those ones where, like, I I fear. Have I fallen too far behind? Like, I literally well, have to start from the beginning. I have not even seen the first episode. Well, that, that's fine. I mean, you could... what? Yeah. This is the benefit of streaming. You don't have to worry about that's falling true. too... I mean, you could just turn it on and watch it. I mean, it's not... Gosh, Willie, straighten up. This is not bad stuff. I, uh, <laughs> it's I, not like the olden days. I have not started on season three yet. We've it's on our okay. it's on our to do list, so we're working our way that way. But uh, I was just wondering if you had, had a chance to see it yet. Uh, great series, definitely. Again, a dark comedy. Uh, well, dark with comedic overtones. I guess not. It's not really a comedy. It's a drama, but it does have some moments where you're laughing. Other moments that make you very uncomfortable. Uh, but. <laughs> I heard there's one in the new season. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there probably is. Uh, There's one in every season for sure. But overall, uh, an enjoyable series, so you could check that one out as well. All right. You got your marching orders next week. You're good to go. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. 
I'm writing it down right now. I'm putting it in my phone. Put it in your phone. All right. Willie Waffle, Waffle Movies. Folks, we'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Have a good one. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show